Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Ben. And I'm Dak. And together we are the guys who did this. And today we will be continuing our journey through the Expanse book series. And we are now on chapter 27 and we will be going through chapter 33. A warning as always, we will be covering adult subjects and discussing spoilers for both the books and the show. Mostly the books. Well, I was literally just going to say that. <laughs> I was like, we were like, rarely Dude, the, talk about I need to, So I haven't finished the show, and obviously you haven't either. Um, yep, but I need true. to do that. It looks like they like combined some of like the last books into it, which is interesting. There's been um, a couple articles that the Ringer just did an article that I wanted to read, but I kept myself from doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it here shortly because I've, of course, read all the books. Um, of course. Of course, I have read <laughs> Me Mightier <laughs> Than Thou. Um, so I'm not sure they could spoil. I'm wondering how they like wrapped it up. If they're at this point, I don't I, at this point, I don't want to watch the show until I get through the books it totally so. makes sense i mean it's it's definitely a decent a bit different um like i don't really i'm definitely i'm normally not a person that cares that much about doing like books before show but in this case if specifically if the sixth book does a lot of stuff from the later books then i then that i feel like i'd rather read them yeah first yeah for sure to, like understand i don't know Maybe it wouldn't matter. It'll be, though. it'll be more fun. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Maybe uh, it I heard it's it's good. So that's that's. I heard fun it's to good hear. too. I got a lot. I heard it's like a good ending, which is funny. That is a interesting. Of, like, a lot of people, a lot of write-ups about like the end of one of the best sci-fi shows of you know wow. the last the last of the I guess this generation of TV. Which and I mean, it is. It's good. It's great. And we're the idiots doing a podcast about the books. Sad. It's both. It's <laughs> once the people realize it's the fine. books are great. Books. I wonder how many people know that it's based off a book series. Probably most of them. You think most? I think that's given a lot of credit. It's like not knowing that Game of Thrones is based on a book. Like it's obvious. Uh, I feel like that one's a little different, but yeah. Maybe. Doesn't it say? It usually says. Usually in a TV show, it says based on the story by so and so. Don't know. Unclear. I think no you're way to find not, out. Feel like you're not giving people enough credit. Uh, that I do that sometimes. <laughs> that I is... do too, but this time I feel like it's. I feel like usually it's clear, but I guess I don't know. But I guess I don't know. I didn't know it was a book series <laughs> when I first started watching it. I will say that. Really? Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Yep, I watched the first season without knowing it's a book series. I think you told me. I. Uh, did I start? reading or watching first <laughs> Ooh, i don't know who's to say i actually don't know well i bet you i saw that it was a tv show and then started reading it instead i could see That's usually I could see that. what happens let's see that but i'm not but i really can't remember actually fair so it's it'll be a mystery unless i can go back and find some old receipts that prove <laughs> One way or the what other. A sad existence. I gotta, I gotta look at my Amazon Prime watch history. You're like Miller, but way lamer. <laughs> Cooler. I'll put on my big foam <laughs> uh, cowboy hat and do go some digging. It'll be great. Yeah, go to work. Just... <laughs> <laughs> do 
Bye, kids. Uh, it ain't much. Honest <laughs> work. All right. So today we are starting with chapter 27. Last episode, we there were some things that were popping off, uh, specifically the slow zone slowed down even further, the lockdown, some might say, and everyone be dying. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of working on the fallout of all the destruction, the chaos in the slow zone. Um, man. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a lot of stuff in my throat right now, apparently. Um, chapter 27, we are, it's a Melba chapter. I got lucky today. Ooh. I got two Melba, two Bull chapters. They're like my two favorites, so um, <laughs> cannot beat it. Uh, they're like opposites, but they're both great. And actually, they're kind of similar, honestly. That's okay. We can talk about that later, maybe. Um, Melba. <clears throat> she is like jumping, floating. She's going from ship to ship. She grabbed her mech suit. And she is making her way to the Rasanante. Uh, all the ships that were in the slow zone when the slowdown happened, uh, they were caught up, you know, in the drift towards the center that everything gets caught up in. And so now everything is essentially like orbiting the giant sphere in the middle of the slow zone that Holden was in uh, because they all got caught by it. So she's got her nice, her nice EVA. I don't remember what that stands for, but her, her nice EVA mech suit, uh, which is pretty big. She says like 50 kilos, but like she, there's no gravity, so she's just wearing it. She's just bouncing around between. She's like jumping across ships uh, to get to the Rossi, and she's like really envisioning getting her revenge. She's like, this is, she's like fully unhinged. I mean, we know, yeah. I know she's been unhinged, but like it's really funny the stuff that is like going through her head in this chapter because it's just like, it's like, it's just like he's there. You're I don't even know how to describe it. It's very melodramatic, like pure evil stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like I will have my vengeance, shit like that. So uh we love Melba, but she's a little dramatic. Uh and crazy. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it won't be soon. Maybe. A lot of discussion coming up about Melba. Um and yeah, she's getting close to the Rossi. She eventually sees the ship. She's like, hell yeah. I recognize everything about this. I studied it for weeks. She's insane. So she's like, I know that the cargo door was blown off at one point. I don't know how she knows any of this stuff, but she knows that the cargo door was blown off, which was in book two when the proto-molecule monster was on the ship and they had to blow that door, I believe. Uh, Something along those lines. And she's like, they must have replaced it. So I'm going to go that way because usually replacements are weaker than the OG materials. And that kind of checks out. So... I think that makes sense. So she goes, she uses her suit to uh, anchor herself to the outside of the Rossi, and she grabs her little uh, torch, her cutting torch, which is, I'm assuming, one of her tools or something like that, and she cuts her way into the Rossi. She uses the mech arms to peel the steel of the door back, so this mech is strong as shit. Uh, And she makes her way into the Rosinante, with her nice mech suit on. And she basically has two ideas about how to just kill everyone here and either get away or not get away. She can either fight her way through to the bridge and hit a self-destruct button. Don't I, I can't really remember why there's self-destruct buttons. I'm assuming it's like similarly to like military here where you don't want 
enemies yeah, to, to capture your technology or something like that. But yeah. um, there, there is a self-destruct button on the bridge. Uh, she thinks that that will be pretty difficult. She doesn't know who is alive and kicking on this ship. So she instead wants to go to the reactor to overload it. And I guess just I get, that would just blow up at some point if you're overloading a reactor. Yeah. And kill everyone that way. And hopefully get off the ship and then no one will ever know. So, you know, regardless of what she does, she's kind of fucked because, like, her face is out there. People will figure out at this point that she is responsible for this, but she just wants to, she wants to kill everyone. So that's why she'd be here. So she goes towards the engineering room, bay, whatever this is, where the core controls are. And Naomi happens to be there fixing stuff like she does. Uh, Naomi looks around and hears her come in. And she is happy for a second, but then immediately is like, oh, that's not holding. <laughs> and she it's like on site with them. Like it's just immediate. Like they're throwing down. Gloves are off. Let's go. Because uh, she recognizes Melba, obviously, from the picture that our man. You think uh, she thinks it's the proto molecule at this point? Or she's like, oh, shit. I don't know. But I, I'm assuming that, you know, there's been a lot of problems. They know that this <laughs> Melba person, they know that this person that looks like julie they don't know that it's not julie but i'm assuming melba sees oh my gosh i can't talk i'm assuming <laughs> naomi sees melba and is like oh shit that wasn't julie it was this person i don't know i don't really know i don't really know what what she must think but uh all i can all i do know is that there's an animal instinct that naomi has is like oh this is this is the problem that's been trying to fuck us up um I, naomi's pretty practical she probably doesn't yeah, he probably doesn't think it's a molecule. Holden, Holden would have thought it was, but eh. that's okay. Uh, so they start fighting. Melba's got her giant mech arms. They're not giant, but she's got her mech arms on, and uh, those are very dangerous. So Naomi is doing her best, jumping around, trying to get some hits on her. But Melba is really able to to like mess her up. At one point, she eventually grabs Naomi by like the shoulder area and just shatters her. Yeah, this her shoulder and bones. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun at all. It just and then she shatters a lot of bones in there, and then kind of throws her, and she Naomi nails a wall across the room, and there's just a lot of blood. Not Naomi good. not looking good right now. Um, but Melba then turns around and goes to work on the overloading the reactor, but Naomi's able to like throw. She like throws a wrench at her, push Melba like jumps away. Naomi kind of like jumps towards the reactor controls instead of attacking Melba. So Melba's a, a little disoriented for a sec, but Naomi's able to dump the reactor core. And I can't remember exactly what that means, but basically all of the all the thing that Melba wanted to overload is now not on the ship anymore. Yeah. yeah. So there is no overload that is able to happen anymore. So Melba's like, damn, that sucks. Uh, Melba then is able to grab Naomi by the throat with the mech arm. Mm. Not good. Naomi is clearly <laughs> getting close to dying. Uh, but Melba, unfortunately, just the classic villain uh, problem. She tries the monologue. She's like, <laughs> Naomi, this is because Holden. This is all because of him. <laughs> and then Naomi flicks her off, and Melba gets tased from behind by, wouldn't you know it, a certain priestess, Anna, uh, who ended up following her to the Rosinante. 
and Naomi gets dropped and Naomi does not die. She lives. So uh, that is chapter 27. And it's a good chapter. Melba finally like almost doing her shit. Um, this is I like this one because it's all the girls in this story. Um, oh, yeah. It kind of passes. I even noticed that to be honest. a little bit. Um, so that's cool. And even though they're not talking that much, it's mainly murdering, trying to murder each other. <laughs> mainly but. murder. <laughs> um, but yeah, Melba still evil. What is the quote at the end of it? Still I have evil. To, I have to, it she goes so wild. Funny. It is so funny. It's like from a comic book. So after Anna, after Anna tases her, and she's like lying in the ground, like she's like you know being tased. <laughs> uh, her thoughts are, "I am vengeance. I am your death made flesh." <laughs> Which is wild. Which is, I love it. So, Melba, a dramatic, she's a boss. She also, at certain points uh, in her head, says, sympathy is for the weak. Um, yeah. Which is in her father's voice, which is fucked up, but um, she really, like, she really thinks that she's doing this for, for dad. Which is really fucked. Aren't we all? But, yeah. Wow, that's too true. Too Indeed. real. Um... But and the will, the thing I will say when 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 Melba is monologuing about Naomi, it she she's hesitating. She doesn't actually want to kill Naomi. That's pretty clear by like how it's written in in the book. Yeah, she's like, I want to do this. I don't want to do this. Um, but then that's why she's like, sympathy is for the weak, and then she is about to do it. Uh, but then gets tased. So there is a little bit of Clarissa still in there. Uh, we get we get little hints of that, but. She is she's totally feral at this point. Uh for the most part. And she will be for a little bit longer. Uh Naomi, also just an absolute baller, fighting a crazy woman with, with a mech arms and you know, doing a good job, keeping the ship from getting blown up. Uh we don't know where Alex and Amos are at this point, so she's just doing this by herself. And I don't know exactly what she'd be doing in engineering, but she she'd be fixing something probably because that's what Naomi does. So, uh, Anna also a baller, a lot of ballers here. Yeah. Like everyone's doing everyone's doing cool shit for different reasons, right? So I just want to point that doing out because she's on drugs. Yeah. Well, of course, <laughs> but aren't we all? Yeah. So, um, uh, like Melba. A woman of action going to murder her mortal enemy. <laughs> Love it. Action. <laughs> Naomi fixing the shit in horrible trying times and then also fighting off a, a crazy woman with neck arms. Boss. Anna literally goes out of like a priest, but also like flies through space following a crazy woman with neck arms to and with a taser to potentially keep her from killing people. Very cool. Um, yeah, so everyone. For different reasons, doing you know, just doing cool things and being sweet. So I mean, maybe maybe not sweet, but everyone's everyone's just getting shit done right now. Yes. Uh, the one thing I, that I'm confused about, I don't know how this could have been studied. Uh, how Clarissa or Melba when she first sees Naomi, she's like, "Oh, this is Holden's lover." How would she know that? Well, I think it's public, right? Is it not public knowledge that him and Naomi are dating? Like, in what way? Like they like did they broadcast it across the whole solar system? Well, I think I think so. Or like it's just like how you know people know like celebrity stuff, like because they're like celebrities. Like she talks 
I think Anna talks about how it's been their ship has been all over the news and like I don't know. I think word gets around like you think there's like a broadcast that says there was like a like I a break think... a CNN breaking news update that it, we figured out that Naomi and Holden are well, I think dating. it's more like TMZ, but also like uh I think it's just knowledge that like cuz Holden's like one of the most famous people in the galaxy pretty much cuz he's James Holden. So it's like has, has it seems feasible that, that they Naomi would know. Has he announced that him and Naomi are an item? Well, I mean, people on Tycho would know, right? Like and then people on like I I think it's just like a a thing people know. Like, oh yeah, James Holden is dating his XO. Mm-hmm. That's my take, but I don't know. That is that's reasonable. I just don't it's just such a weird it's weird for me to think about. Especially because yeah. all they are, they're just on a ship all the time. They're like rarely anywhere with actual people. Yeah, uh, I mean they have to dock up, but yeah. I don't know, it seems feasible to me, but it we'll does see. seem feasible. It also just seems weird. Yeah. A little weird. Like why? Because hmm. there are other people on that ship. Yes. Maybe Clarissa knows that they that they changed the bedrooms. Maybe that's how she. They knows. changed the bedrooms. I just think it's more like common than you would think. I don't know. It's like how do people know? How do you know your coworker is dating somebody? It's like it just like you well, know. I don't. But what do you mean you know it? They you have don't to talk tell to people. You. You don't talk to your coworkers or anybody. You think that Holden, do you think that Clarissa follows Holden on Instagram and that's how she knows that could they could be? Yeah, we don't know if there's social media. Time. We don't they know. Maybe they just imagine Holden on social media. Maybe they're Facebook official. Do you think, do you think Holden and Naomi are Facebook official now? I, God, I hope not. What? <laughs> That'd be Does weird. That thing? Naomi doesn't seem so like long. she'd have a social media. I do could see Holden having Facebook a official. I could see Holden having a social media, but not Naomi. But Holden would probably still put like in a relationship on his and then post a bunch of stuff like propaganda, not propaganda, but like, have you like, I, this is, you don't, no personal details needed, but like, uh, if you've looked at Facebook recently, have you, have, is there anything that comes to mind where you've like, oh yeah, I can't believe that people are still changing their relationship status on Facebook. Yeah. That's, it's weird to change your relationship status on Facebook. Okay, I feel like that's now. good. That's good. Cause I, I didn't, I don't think mine says anything. That's it might good. be private. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think that's like a thing past like middle school or whatever. Do you remember that shit? That was wild. That a was wild. wild. Time. People, oh, yeah, that was that was weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems very high school or like Go middle on Facebook school. Facebook official, baby. I've been on Facebook in so long that I actually I was just that's one of my I just remember that from back in the good old days. I think Facebook is way different from when the start. That's, that's it seems like I don't um, I was off. I don't I don't think I've had a legit Facebook account since like 2012. I feel like so it's, it's been a long time. It's changed from being an actual social media to like just something crazy. It it it, it went from people like talking to like it posting things. Like Twitter. It used to be more like Twitter. Yeah. Right? Where, I want well, Twitter is different, too, now. But. Right. Now yeah, it's more like sharing be, things. Yeah, which, true. It used to be where you would just like you would post your own shit. Or like we post, like post like some stupid, and then you yeah. comment back and forth with people. It was right. like, or that's how I used it in like high school and middle school, like yep. just yep. like talking to friends. But now it's like they're different. It's where you post, I don't know, weird shit, fake, fake news. 
you post fake news you post and then the you stuff share with people the, and then you share with everyone yeah and then really try to bring each others some minion memes in there throw some uh i don't know baby yoda memes how that's possible oh baby yoda, good. of course call it good that's it's all like, you need just morning it's honest work <laughs> it's not much uh, all right. um, that's all i have for chapter 27 good um lots of oh i will say lots of mechs lots of mechs in this section so that's good shit so i 100 or expanse it's, it's lucky melba was wearing that we'll we'll talk about that later okay so anna i just realized in my notes i've written down anal i thought that was on purpose fatal Did you error. Not do that on purpose fatal error that was not on purpose Task failed, Test failed successfully. successfully. I think I have that in here. Oh yeah, it's with the taser. Okay, so we get to Anna, um, and we kind of we flash back into just after um, Naomi, or he, she shot, shot tased Clarissa, um, but then she's kind of reminiscing about what happened. She's like, "Wow, drugs are a hell of a drug." <laughs> Basically. It's like, I didn't know they just either make you feel good or bad. They also make you feel, like, confident and powerful sometimes. Um, talking about how she basically, like, didn't think, left out into the emptiness of space and just an evac suit chasing after this lady without, like, a plan or anything. Uh, which is be doing shit. Which is absolutely nuts. But, uh, you know, it's... I would uh, say hype. I would say hype. I wouldn't use the word nuts. Yeah, but it's definitely not something... A sane person would do normally. I would say she fucking killed it with this choice. Yeah, but not. Uh, things could have went worse for her. But uh, and she's like, "Yeah, I could have jumped out, but I didn't." That's lame. That's not cool. Like this is dope. <laughs> it, it is, but it's not great. Um, and we talked. She, that, there, she does have a family. There gets more to talk about. Yeah, she's like, I didn't even like ask for uh she just like left without i mean she does this all the time she went to jupiter without asking her family she went into the nothingness that is the ring without asking her family and then she just jumped out of a a spaceship that'd be wild yeah that's just nuts um but yeah she she jumps out of the spaceship just the evac suit uh and she's like well i know what the rosinante looks like because it's all over the news all the time but hopefully there isn't a bunch of other martian ships out here which there kind of is, but uh, she manages to find it. She sees the big hole in the side. She's like, I guess I'll go in here. Makes sense to me. Um, when she gets in, she hears the alert that the ship has dumped the core. She correctly assumes that they must be in the engine room if they're dumping cores. Uh, so she uh, she gets into the en- engine room. See, she sees Naomi basically about to die by Melba's hands. Uh, we're at the point at which we were... In the, in the last chapter. Um, uh-huh. She tries to tase Melba. She's aiming actually for her. The bit not flesh. But of just uh, fabric material. Between the mech suit. Because she wants to. Well tase her. Um, but then manages to hit the mech suit instead. Which causes the mech suit to like short circuit. Um, and thus. Making Melba. Um, immobilized. Which is. Uh task failed successfully in the truest sense i think i'd say Uh, Mm -hmm. but this also fries her taser um for some reason it kind of makes sense because you're like shorting out the wires although you're always shorting out the wires in a taser i don't know Uh, but i'll let it happen this is just me being dumb i i thought tasers were like only one shot yeah they are i'm pretty sure most tasers like the tasers tops tearing stuff are like one shot 
So I don't know why they did this. That's what I put. Because I think they did this to like make it gets rid of the thing of like, why can't they just tase him again? Um, Right. right. But you could just like tasers are only one shot. Maybe they didn't want to do that. Or like it seems more plausible that the taser burnt up than (laughs) that it would only have one shot. Um, But either way, no more taser. So they're they're out of that idea. Um, But then she's like helping Naomi and talking uh for a little bit and while they're doing this uh melba comes back to life they hear the mech boot back up and it it kind of seems a little this is like very like movie like like why did we not more incapacitate this person or like i don't know yeah. we just like assumed it was safe i mean she was I mean, to be fair she was treating her i also isn't like She's I, also, this, is, this is not something that she does normally she is also on amphetamines so i mean he's also like basically dead at this point yeah yeah so he's bleeding out so yeah you would try to like help yeah the person who's basically dying Mm. but uh the her mech starts booting up so they're like shit we gotta get out of here uh and naomi and anna run out the of the engine room barely get the door closed behind them in time um but that of course won't stop melba for long she tore through that outside of the ship i think she can tear it through the inside uh which basically naomi says um so they go up to the med bay to which anna thinks like oh we're getting naomi help but actually naomi locks the med bay with like uh blast doors like think about the star wars like episode one droidica's like oh yeah and the light he puts the lightsaber and try to melt it yeah that that's basically what's going on here <laughs> if you got that deep semi-deep cut um to which Anna's like, dude, what the hell? We, you are going to die if we don't get you in that med bay. Um, but Naomi explains that Alex and Amos are incapacitated or almost dead. And I will say, so Amos almost dies a lot throughout the series. So I'm going to count this. Yeah. I'm going to start a counter here. Amos almost dead. One. Right. It, this isn't almost one. He almost died. In the, it, this is number two, at least. What's number one? Well, I mean, okay, number one was he almost, he didn't actually almost die, but... Oh, he got shot when, in the head? Yes, when Holden sees him, like, basically well, gets that's executed. A good point. We'll put number two. The There's a yeah. bunch of times in the series where you're like, well, Amos is dead. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it, it gets pretty wild towards the towards the end, too. But, um, so that, yeah, we'll call it two, which is... And it's gonna, it's gonna keep going up, let me tell you guys. Uh, so that's an almost dead two count for Amos, or, like, Fox dead, maybe dead. Either way, Amos, uh, Amos almost the dead. Outside, count number two. On the outside, almost dead. Yep. Uh, so he doesn't die on screen. He's not dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that oh uh, well, yeah, that's wild. Um, Naomi. Then they have like a little talk about like, yo, have you ever killed a person? We we're gonna have to kill this lady. Uh, to which Anna is uh, quite honest and says, no, I can't do that. Uh, and Naomi kind of takes this in stride. She's like, okay. And they run up into, it's hard. It's like a, they go up the, the ladder of the Rosinante, which we will talk about more in today's Science Tuesday, um, into a kind of storage area with a bunch of lockers. Uh, so when they're in there, Naomi's kind of explaining what they're going to have to do and then just passes out. Uh, to which is very bad because... Naomi was the only person who was willing to use a gun against this crazy lady. Uh, so now it's just Anna v. Melba with a passed out Naomi. Uh, so Anna here is 
quick thinking. She gets her and Naomi into a storage locker um, and then uses her mag boots to kind of lock the storage locker, which is a good idea. Uh, it's it's honestly one of her better ones. And then uh, just kind of hangs out in there. So then she hears Melba come in. Melba's like, this is very like alien or uh, I don't know, classic horror movie of like the person yeah. is just opening bathroom stalls or lockers as one person's hiding in a locker. Absolutely. Uh Literally, that's what's going on. You, she can hear Melba can hear. Sorry, not Melba. Anna can hear Melba opening locker one by one, uh, and then she hears the mech suit power down, which is a stroke of luck if I've ever seen one. Um, but this doesn't stop her because remember Melba has the implants, so she, uh, I guess, theoretically starts. Uh, she still starts opening lockers, but then gets to Anna's locker, to which then Anna tries talking to her. Which is a bold move. Um, I think she says, "I want to see the the actual quote, but something about like how like basically animal noises come back as uh, <laughs> when she tries talking to her to Clarissa, which is not a good sign." Uh, yeah, Clarissa's clearly fully unhinged here, um, and then she starts hearing Clarissa just start ripping at the locker, and Anna, who doesn't quite know about the implants, or is she's like blown away that like somebody with their bare hands is like ripping apart this locker right now uh but apparently she activated too soon or didn't have enough time because um melba passes out she can hear vomiting and smell the vomit apparently and then anna's like shit we got out of that one so that was uh that was a little bit lucky a little bit lucky for anna here um and uh pretty wild pretty wild that could have gone way worse which they had to do we did what we thought we were gonna do um yeah so a couple I things the, i think yes. the implants just ran out of time though like that those don't those only last for a few seconds right it's like, uh it's like unclear they don't really give a time but yeah it's presumably like minutes at most of like super strength it's, I think it's like 15 seconds uh it seems i don't know it just seems longer than that in the other times like when she when she killed uh when she killed what's his name ren she killed him and then took him her back to her place and then passed out there so it's presumably a couple minutes yeah, that's fair maybe longer i wonder if it, but it's hmm. it's also like who knows if it's like it based really on short right that's what i was thinking too but maybe it's like based she, on like her status at the time like if she's already be. tired or she's already like yeah whatever fucked then it's, i mean it's gotta be that, that and maybe sense. the more she uses them because they talk about how it, it like degrades you to use them yeah. and to just have also, them so maybe the more she uses them the shorter they last true. who knows there's a lot of things that could go on all, this is all true this is theoretical um but uh we have a lot of a lot of luck by anna going on first she hits the mac and is it luck is it or is it god <laughs> is it god it could be god or it could be the proto molecule choosing anna to <laughs> sure that's what holden would say but um yeah she first she hits the mech with the taser which i think is pretty good because who knows if the taser is going to work through the uh through the suit and who knows if like uh, or melba could have like licked her top of her mouth swirled her tongue to like get out of it who knows uh it's true then she also has melba's mech run out of power and then melba of course run out of time with their her glands so this could have gone V bad. Also, uh, it's 
it's it's kind of wild. If Melba would have known that uh, the other two were incapacitated or took that gamble, like that could have been GG, like a long time ago. Like if Melba just would have used her powers against Naomi real quick to kill her, then who knows? Yep, but she didn't know. So yeah, it does yeah, make you sense. You gotta do what you gotta do. You should go to took the risk though. You know, I don't know. Um, and then so again, I'm a I'm a big Naomi hater where wow. she <laughs> and she just doesn't do anything she's I, she's fighting she's fighting crazy melba with mech arms yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's do? cool i meant i meant engineering wise like Anna has this great idea of using the mag boots to lock the door but naomi can't open a selfie's phone for people or uh or what else did she do in this book that was just like not helpful that holden had to do oh, did was lock a door naomi's like <laughs> trying to make sure the rosie runs what this no. is unbelievable naomi not great but anyway um what else happened oh this like this like felt actually so mad about this naomi slander right now well, I, coming I from you think... coming from you of all people Me? unbelievable well i just think I, i'm not denying that naomi is badass but i just think she does for being she has a lot of moments that don't make sense as to why she can't solve it is um, true like i also won't deny that the the hand the the password terminal from book one was incredible like that's wild. an incredible moment just but, wild there's something also, in this what book expect? what do they expect from her they put her in horrible situations but to say, I, yeah, asked, Holden basically asked her to perform miracles like on a daily basis. So That's I don't. True. That is true, and we only see the bad ones. But it's just like, like it reminds me you, of the. You are an engineer. Please break into this. That does terminal. happen like, a lot. You You'd be surprised right? how many people are like, "Ah, you do engineering. What's wrong with this?" It's like I don't know, but um, but to say it reminds me of the SpongeBob episode with where Patrick goes to open the door. He's like, step Ooh. aside. I got this of mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. of of Sandy's dome when they're frozen in there. True, and then he that. just goes, "Open Sesame," and there's like, "Well, I done all I can do." That was literally the cell phone terminal. Naomi yeah. asks for it and then does nothing. It's like, well, it's passcode protected. Uh, <laughs> We're password. password boys. Yeah. Um, but not all I can yeah. do. Uh, but yeah, another action sequence. The, the chapters are getting shorter and shorter, which is because they're we're action packed from this point on, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to find some stuff out. Wow. Discovering things. And we also things. one one more thing. Naomi, I was just bad mouthing Naomi, but she is very selfless. She sacrificed herself basically for the crew and locking down the med bay. Um, and then also we get reminded that Naomi has never shot somebody or or theoretic like never uh used a gun that we, that we know of yeah so i don't think she has because she Blusher. says i've never used a gun before either oh. so well that's actually pretty uh can you give me a source on that <laughs> uh naomi herself naomi okay. naomi i'll i'll believe it if Woj tweets it. That's it. That's true. Woj bomb. Naomi. Did you see that? Did you see that Woj tweet where the guy's like, if Woj tweets that my wife's leaving me, I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Incredible oh, tweet. Shit. Um hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I alright. Chapter twenty nine. We go back to Bull. Uh Bull, as a reminder, is incapacitated. My boy. 
cannot walk as a result of injuries sustained from the slow zone speed limit uh, law that was passed. <laughs> Section A12. Unfortunately. Yeah, you really hate to see it. Um, and I just read an article about this town in Alabama that pulls over like thousands of people for no reason. I'm sorry, but that's a excuse me. That's what this reminded me of just now. Like like that <laughs> like they're they all like they all deny it, but their city budget has gone up by like double since they've like they went from like one part-time cop in 2018 to like 10 full-time cops and a tank in this year and, and like a and a tank. They have, like no they have like a thousand people in this town and they basically if you drive through it there's like a huge chance that you get pulled over for like driving in the left lane or like not using your turn signal or all this bullshit. And they make so much money from it because they're just giving so many people tickets. And it's ridiculous. That is uh, weird that they're incentivized to give tickets basically. Cause they get money. Like there's no, yep. yep. it seems like that money should go somewhere else. So they're not, mm-hmm. but either way, whatever. They also like have not been disclosing how much of that money is going back into the police department versus the city budget. It That's... was a wild article. But I that just came to my head when I talked about the speed limit. Um, policing's fucked up yeah. in this country. But um, yeah, so Bull, also a cop, sad. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> He's the head all, honcho. You hate to see it. Security, security. Yep. Not a cop. Uh, he did kill someone, though. So that's probably not good. He's killed a lot okay. of people. But, he yeah. has killed a lot. But he was in the military when he did it. Not that that makes it okay. <laughs> You're <laughs> dig- digging a hole here. <laughs> all right potatoes potatoes it's in the past we're gonna move forward uh he keeps thinking about how distance is measured in time which is a fun little thingy that i'm not gonna go into classic but midwest about how, yeah it is That's a classic midwest away. thing uh it's only two hours it's only a three hour drive to chicago hell yeah um <laughs> and that's literally my brain does that but um the uh they you know they 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 got into where they were initially in the slow zone by their previous speed limit in like a day a couple days and now since they're going so slow it would take them months to get back out to the ring to get out of the slow zone so distance measured in time uh but yeah so we are continuing the recovery uh from the the bmf and bull is kind of leading that recovery and he has asked Monica, our favorite trader newscaster, uh, to set up a broadcast in the slow zone. I forget the radio slow radio slow zone, something like that. Uh, he wants to keep morale up. Uh, so she's been interviewing people. She's currently interviewing uh, a certain Hector Cortez who looks very bad. Uh, he looks very. He looks like he's really been going through it. He's got that thousand yard stare going on. Uh, but yeah. And Bull wants to use this to help with the consolidation of all the of the Earth, Mars, and the belt back into the slow zone to make sure everyone gets on the same page and no one does anything stupid. Get them all killed. Which is still a very real possibility. And uh, while he's watching this, his boy Surge on the security team. Uh, I, I pronounce this Surge. I don't know how this is pronounced. I think it, it is Surge. Be, it could be Sergey, I guess. But I think I don't. it's Surge. It's Surge. Okay. Surge. Uh, his security team guy, they let him know that Mars has got Holden. Uh, and he's like, dang, they need to bring him to the behemoth right now. And 
but they're not sure how if they're going to do that, be willing to do that. Uh, Captain Ashford uh, has figured out that Sam is deactivating weapons and doing other things to make sure that the drum gets spun back up again, and he learns that he's not happy about that, which makes sense. And Bull then attempts to call the Rossi, and the instead of not getting an answer this time, like he did when he called previously, he does get an answer. Uh, however, he's answered by Anna, and she gives him a quick reality lowdown of everything that has taken place on board the Rossi. So Wild. Bull has now learned everything. <laughs> everything. And he'll be learning more later. But um, later, he is talking with Captain Jaconda of the Hammurabi, the Martian cruiser that now is holding James Holden, and she uh, uh, refuses to bring Holden to the behemoth or give him up. And that is probably understandable from their point of view. But Bull is not pleased with this. Um, Ashford barges into the hospital wing about this, demanding that Bull explain why he's disabling weapons. Bull works on explaining. He comes in with Pa, and then obviously the doctor and the nurse. Sam is there? Maybe not. There's a group of people in there. Um, but yeah, Bull explains that he's disabling a lot of things because they need to spin up the drum so that they can keep people safe. And Ashford also accuses him of bringing Earthers and Martians on board the ship. Mm. Bull says yes. They do need... We're trying to help everyone. Uh, we're trying to keep everyone alive. And he basically is like, damn, I, me and Pa have been... Me and Michio Pa have been working on this together. And Pa's just been totally quiet. So damn. Uh, but he, you know, he just kind of says that, yes, I've been doing all these things. Ashford then tries to relieve Bull of his command... And Bull's like, nah, fuck this. And he goes full, he goes full into it. They're both kind of shouting at each other. And Ashford basically just loses it, freaks out, attacks Bull in his bed. That he kind of, I, I don't understand exactly what happened. He just kind of like goes and shakes him, but also moves him because there's no gravity. So uh, attacks and moves in. Bull is in a, a good amount of pain after this. And uh, everyone's like, all right, we need to chill. We need to chill. And eventually, Bull orders Surge, as Ashford, Ashford tries to make more orders, Bull orders Surge to arrest Ashford, the captain. And uh, Surge is like, uh, and then Pa's like, yes, do it. And all right, we have committed the mutiny that we have all seen coming for a while. Pa and Bull make sure that they're kind of on the same page. And... Bull is like, all right, you're the captain now. I will. We're going to keep doing what we were doing. Getting Ashford out of here, making sure that he's not uh, ruining all of the uh, the recovery efforts that we've been making. And they can just continue moving forward. So uh, Ashford finally gets his comeuppance. Michio Pa at, says that He's been drinking a lot and been a little crazy, which makes sense because he's been a little erratic, seemingly, mm. the last few chapters. Uh, so he also... It's clear that Ashford, like, doesn't understand the, the stakes of what is happening. He's, he's lost the plot. He thinks that it's all still about posturing, yeah. political posturing between these factions right now, when, when clearly that is not the primary that is goal. The goal is to stay alive. Uh, 
and make sure that everyone doesn't die. So, yeah, he just doesn't he just doesn't understand what he does not have the capabilities right now to lead this this effort. Um, the only thing he can think about is them disabling the weapons, which Bull notes like we're disabling a lot of things because <laughs> we are trying to get the drum spun up so that all these people don't die. Uh, and at, you know he's only focused on like the weapons that don't even work but that they yeah. just he just wants them to like look be there to look good right so yeah lost it. he's just lost it uh and yeah it's it's mutiny time like it it happens pretty straightforwardly bull obviously has bull and earther has a lot of i would say has a lot of respect among that security team now like the people that we are familiar with surge corin uh i don't there's like a couple others but i don't know their names but like they clearly sam respects bull quite a bit bull makes the order and serge does hesitate a little bit he's like Whoa, but then once michio pa like kind of like says like yep listen to him that's the order please arrest him then it's clear that like it's it's kind of game over like ashford does not have the support at the moment to uh resist that and yeah michio pa now the acting captain of the Beemoth, uh, her and Bull on the same page with like, we gotta just live through this. Pa is like upset that she's like, damn, all right, well, my career's over, but like, that's fine. Bull's like, it's okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> my career has been over multiple times, but I'm fine. Uh, and yeah, there is, I know you're gonna wanna talk about this. There is a Bull at one point, what does he, what does he call him? Big head? Yeah. Big head. Large, you got this job because of the size of your head. The size of your head. I wanted to. We should talk about this. Like, this is the racist thing to say. Yes, <laughs> but he's not wrong. <laughs> he's like, right. They hated him because he told like, the truth. It's not like a. It's not like a. He's not wrong, as in like stats are like facts are facts. That that kind of bullshit. Like, it's uh He's not wrong in that literally that is what Fred that Johnson what told him. Yeah. Um that basically he is he is not at the beginning of the book, Johnson told him, like, yo, this man is probably not the most Best. competent in leading this. That's why you are going, because you would probably have been chosen to lead this, but we cannot put an earther in charge of the belter uh you know representation at the ring. So, yeah. I mean, that Bull knows that. Uh, maybe Ashford might know that. That's why he maybe is drinking so much because he's just not qualified to do this shit. Yeah. Michio Pa probably believes this when Bull says it. Because um, Michio Pa, when Bull comments a couple times throughout this book that she's just not that old. She, she, I, she might be lady. like mid 20s or like 30. Like she's just not that old. Um, yeah. So. She probably also just is she is clearly much more capable than Ashford, but she also just does not have a ton of experience like Bull has. So uh Bull clearly able to make the right calls when there's a lot of pressure in serious situations that Ashford is not capable of making, that Pa is able to see the wisdom in making these decisions. So uh and, and has been able to make decisions like that herself. So like I, he does he say things that are racist? Yes. <laughs> He said, he said, what does he say about Michio Pa? Uh, her head's the right size, but she's got some good shit in there. <laughs> Something like that. 
She, uh, yeah. It's also funny. I think he also mentions because she is the same height as him, even though she's a belter, which is usually weird. But she's kind of short. But she does have a big head. Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, very, you know, interesting stuff. Important person. Important stuff. Bull making the hard choices. Yes, sir. She's also... I mean, she's she's an important person for a long time. Her career Japan? is not over. No, not over. Not over yet. Uh, in And then I guess in the TV series, this is basically drummers kind of merged into Mishiopa, uh, which kind of makes sense. I don't understand the choice to change up these characters so i I think don't get it what i was told and which kind of makes sense to me is like in tv the same they did the same thing with avasarla they like want to bring the characters in earlier so you have more uh like there's more at stake like you know the character because if you just bring in these characters for one-off because so i guess eventually this isn't that much of a so eventually drummer kind of like secedes misho in her role that she will have later um, so it kind of makes sense that they just make her the same person. Uh, and then the same with like bowl, like bowl would be in there for probably like two episodes if they like put him in the show. So it, and it, it makes his like story less, like less important. Man, or is... I, I view, man. I, so, so this is what I, I think that man, okay, this is a long tangent. This is gonna be a long tangent. I can already tell. This. Right. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to come Buckle back up. to the Buckle chapter 29 up. to chapter three. We're going to have to do some recap, but <laughs> The, uh, the okay. I wasn't even talking about the Michio Pa thing. I mean, no, I was talking about the Michio Pa thing. I wasn't even talking about Bull. But Bull, Bull should be in the fucking show. You know, <laughs> one of the greatest seasons of television is season four of episode of Game of Thrones. And you know why it's one of the greatest seasons? Is because Oberyn Martell is a fucking badass who's in it for only one That's season, definitely, definitely and he's a monster, and it's I, awesome. I Bull think literally it's less. could have do. An Oberyn type the thing. The problem is he this book it in all of season three. Book three, and it would no. have been sick. It's because book season three encompasses the end of book two and book yeah, book yeah, three I'm, is like literally like three episodes. So I they would have had to made it longer. I'm backing up, and I, I, a, I think that was a mistake in and of itself. I wish yeah, they would have yeah. done the seasons more aligned with the book. I think it, the pacing would have been better. I think the, I think everything about those seasons think, would have been better. I think um, the issue, and maybe one of the main issues with book three, is that like it eventually just. Like I can see why they shortened it up because eventually the, the last half of this book is basically a bunch of Ashkin sequences, which I can see why they you could do it in a couple episodes of TV. Like what's going to happen is like a bunch of fighting in hallways and shit, which isn't uh, I don't know. Like they would have had it. I feel like it's hard to do it. I think they easily could have. There's so much shit that goes on in this book. It's wild. It would have been really been. slow pace and hard to do. I think if Amazon would have got a hold of it, they maybe so. could do it. But I don't know. But season four, I mean, the, the season I have watched, the one that Amazon did, that season, that was extremely well paced. It it did the exact things that book four does. I, I, I easily, know. These yeah. books are paced really well. Like, they don't get that bored. There's only certain points where we're like, oh, these chapters have been kind of slow. three Usually might be like the most chapters. Point. Yeah, yeah. Although I do know people who don't like that as much. Like, I think there's there. I know people who think book four and the show are the worst. Which is which is so funny, because, again, I think that book four is my favorite. I agree. I Uh, well, maybe not my favorite out of all of them, but yeah, favorite out of the first four that I've read. Book four is really good. 
Um, so maybe that there's something in the. <clears throat> I'm not sure. It, it, to me, it seems like they had. A, I think there's a lot more opportunity to just do book 10 episode seasons that went by the books. I, I think you have a lot more. I, yeah, I just I think, think it makes a lot more sense. I think if Amazon was doing it from the beginning, it would have been more Probably feasible. But you got to remember, like, it was yeah. just sci-fi. Like, this yes. was a low-budget sci-fi series. Like, I just don't, I just don't understand the choice, the choices that were made. I guess. Um, yeah. I, I mean, That's maybe fair. I do. Maybe, maybe what they wanted was, maybe they needed to convince Avasarla and Bobby, act, the actresses, that like, okay, you're not just a one-season wonder. That you'll be back for season three or whatever. I, maybe that's what needed to happen. I'm not sure, but it ended up getting canceled after season three either way. So I don't really know. Yeah, man, it could have been. It could have been super cool. Bull would have been sick. I, they they changed the whole ending of. They, we don't even get that dope ending of book three that we do get in the books. It's just I mean we get it. It's just different. But and... it would be, it'd be so sick. It would have been so sick. A bull bull's arc. We just don't yeah, get yeah. bull's arc. Which is awesome. I just think it would be so too dumb. short. I think that's the main issue. How? Because like I said, this is all, this all, what happens in this is going down in like two episodes of the show. Maybe even less. You like, can easily spread it out. Maybe. I don't know. This book is the same length as the first book. Yeah, but like I, there's so much more like action sequences that I think it's less. I don't know. I don't know. I see, I see where you're coming from. But, uh, I think with the introduction of the new characters, you easily have a few episodes with getting to the ring, doing the, uh, the whole broadcast thing. You've got a few episodes. Melba in and of itself is a whole, you've got a lot of time with just Melba, like learning with her or just watch staying with her learning from her situation. Compelling television though. I don't know. If if it's compelling in the book, it'd be compelling on TV. I think it's harder to convey stuff like thoughts that like, which is a lot of what Melba's doing on TV. That's most of book one. Is Miller thinking? Um, and it's great TV. I think it's I think it's a little different because Melba's literally like going crazy, and I think it's harder to convey that than like a detective working through clues. But Melba is in the show. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't. Yeah, I still don't think it's it's the same. And it could know. be better. I don't know, man. If one of the authors was they're part of the like they they did the show too, so I don't know. I I think the I just think it was a mistake to take Bull out of the show very specifically. And also just Mitchell Pa and Ashford's roles being changed. I also didn't like. I remember watching that show and being like, I don't this does not seem as good as the book. I don't know if that's a common thought, but that that is absolutely what I thought after finishing season three yeah uh so i'm looking at the the thing it looks like this all happens at the last half of season three looks like yeah one two yeah the last half of season three is all book three um but there's only there's five one, episodes two, three four five book three. six looks like about six episodes that are book three ish it's they a little did, it's, it gets it a little wishy-washy because of course it doesn't exactly follow the books but um uh-huh. Uh-huh. somewhere around like the last yeah the last half of season three is like all of book three which is a little sad as you they were saying but, uh, they did a dirty imo what are you gonna do 
what are you gonna do it's uh yeah and again it all it all stems from the weird decision to just cut book one in half they were they were aggressive well they didn't cut yeah i don't know i kind of like that i think like season one was really good in my opinion but it was uh, good but it was just weird to end it where they did i think they i think they stretched it out which is fine but and then they did the opposite with three, which is sad. So I don't know why they couldn't continue on that trajectory. But I think book one, I think there's more, just more substance. Whereas book, book they definitely went into more action in book two and three than they did in one. But I don't know. That's fair. I don't know. The, the other thing that I'd point out is that book one literally only has two POV characters. Like, yeah, but they if added two POV into ten episodes. You can easily fit four. But they added people. There, there's not really. They added Avasarla in book one, which she wasn't in. Um, oh, she's in. She's in season one. Yes. Oh, that's weird. So they're just okay. So that's what's informed their decision making is they just want all these characters to be in, appear in all the seasons. They, so. Exactly. They wanted is, to get you more used to characters dumb. and not just like put them in and out. Well, it's, it's like it's how TV works, right? That you just you get attached to characters. Like imagine it's, it's how it works, and it also is what makes the storylines worse. Because this is also what happened later in Game of Thrones is that they just kept all these characters around, which we and we didn't need that necessarily. Right. Like again, Oberyn Martell is one of the best characters in that show, and he's in it for one season. Yeah. Same with. That's probably a spoiler. Sorry for if anyone that uh, is, <laughs> yeah. doesn't want Game of Thrones spoilers. That would be a big spoiler. There's another, there's it's like 10 years major old. Characters, like multiple 10 years major old. characters. The most iconic character that show is in it for one season. Most iconic, you think? I don't know. I think, well, uh, no, Not we can't, we can't the, start the doing reason, this. The reason that that show is popular is because of the one main character that that's, was in it for one season. That's fair. That's fair. Like, well, that is good shit. And Bull absolutely could have filled a role like that. Well, when we go back through in Taco, we do we do this all again for the TV series. We can... Uh, good, because actually, that now out. that you say some of these things about... Like, I didn't remember that Avisarla was in the entire season one. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be kind of mad about some of those changes. Season bet, one sucks to go back it. and watch. When I rewatched season one after reading all the books, it was a little annoying to me. <laughs> like, yeah, how, yeah, how different the it. characters are and then, like, what's happening. Um, but we can again. We can we can hash it's that the, out. The actors and actresses kind of carry it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically Miller. He's I. What's his name? Shit, I forget the actor. Vegan name, police. But vegan police. Yeah, that's all. I, need to know. I can't imagine uh, being remembered for vegan police. But just not what he's remembered for. He's remembered by a different role. But no, nope, I remember police. him all from vegan police and Scott Pilgrim. That's it. Um, Fair. What is his name? I don't. I don't want to move on without saying his name because I. <laughs> Miller Expanse uh, played by well you're typing a lot Thomas Jane Thomas Jane Thomas oh. Jane what a cutie our absolute boy deep Who sea blue west boogie nights is the more mist. well known oh, I gotta watch the mist he's from Baltimore just like Amos he's wow. only 5'11 which I picture him as tall they must do some like point Really? Perspective stuff to make him That's look about, taller because he's about what I expected. I think they must have did that with him in uh, what's his face, probably Holden, too, right? The actor who played Holden and then also uh, his detective buddy. Which, wow, I can't, I can't believe I don't remember his name now. I had it, it was in my mind, it left, it's gone. 
That's fine. Holden and his detective buddy? Remember that not Holden's detective buddy, Detective Miller's partner. The oh, Arthur. Uh shit. Yeah. What fuck, what is his name? He's back very soon. Uh Detective Miller Partner. Wait a minute. I can't have lock. They fuck that up in the show too, don't they? A little bit? I don't know. We'll have to see. Don't they don't they like kill him? Maybe. I'm pretty sure they kill him in that first season, don't they? They might. We'll have to see. I'll have to go watch the show again. I have a lot of work to do. Wow. Okay. All right. I knew that was going to be a huge tangent because I knew I was going to be mad about we're it. Back. But, okay. Um, chapter 30, your turn. My turn. All right. Uh, we're back to Holden, the best person in the show. Back to, back to five-star run times here. Uh, this one's going to be a quick one because not much happens. Holden's a loser. Uh, Holden is being carried back by the Martians. Uh, and he, they describe him as in this like foam bubble suit, which is kind of funny. I just picture him like basically bubble wrapped over a marine shoulder. Um, he's yeah, bubble wrapped, kind of helpless. He can't talk to the Martians because they're on a different frequency. So he's basically getting walked back in silence, can't move, which would be kind of annoying. Um, he also tries connecting to the Rossi, but they either are blocking a signal or the Rossi's not uh, talking back. Either way, not fun. Uh, he almost runs out of air. And the Martians are, like, not doing anything. Holden's, like, like freaking out, like, wiggling around, trying to, like, get their attention. Um, but he does end up making it back to the, the Martian ship and not dying. And then uh, the captain, like, asks the, the Martian carrying him. He's like, what's up with the prisoner? He's like, yeah, he ran out of air a few minutes back. <laughs> and there's just, like, no... They're just, like, very nonchalant about this, which seems... Like, I get that they don't like Holden, but it seems like they'd get in trouble if he just died. Although they did come in shooting at him, so I don't know. Um, but it's clear they don't think, nobody thinks highly of Mr. Holden here. Uh, they don't they don't care about him one bit. Um, he then gets back. They bring him back to the Hamar, Hamar how'd you say this? Hammurabi? Hammurabi? Is that right? Could it be? It's probably, it's probably correct. Uh, and then they bring him back to the Kabarabi. The captain comes in to visit him. And it's kind of interesting that they're having the captain come talk to him. Like the most important person on the ship. But I guess it's James Holden. So you got to do what you got to do. Um, and ask Holden about what happened. Holden basically tells him everything he knows. And the then asked if he can contact the Rosinante saying hey you can listen in i don't care i just want to know they're okay um which the captain agrees to try to contact the rossi for him and give him a report uh which is quite admirable uh well big ups to the captain here uh but makes no promises as they seem to be very busy he holden even mentions like hey are you gonna do a psych eval on me because what i told you is pretty nuts uh to which they respond, uh, we would, but our doctors are pretty busy, which is not a good sign. And also kind of reminds Holden that his friends might be dead. Uh, then, um, as Holden, Holden is waiting there, a one Detective Miller shows up inside the cell with them which is inside holden <laughs> basically because the cell they describe is so small love it i love it that holden is starting to have like headaches trying to picture miller yeah i guess he's not trying to picture miller miller's just like showing up um inside the cell that's like not big enough for both of them 
Uh, so, yeah, Holden's got a headache, picturing Miller, having a conversation with him. And Miller says, okay, to turn off all the safety controls, we're going to need you to basically dump core on all these ships because the station is a little weary about all this energy going on, um, which kind of makes sense. Uh, but then also explains that if you do this, all the gates will open up, uh, which is concerning because, as Miller explained, we basically we had this mega civilization that then was shot in the head by something more powerful than the mega civilization. And you are opening the doors to possibly that. Uh, so not a great idea. Uh but of course, Miller's wants to do this because he's a, a tool of those that civilization, and his main objective is yeah. to figure out what the hell is going on, um, and kind of find the civilization again. So uh, Holden to this basically responds, "Well, I I am in no position to turn off all the power on the ship, so this basically means nothing." Um, but it gives him a little a little something noodle on, like should we should mm-hmm. we open up all this shit? Uh, Miller just like two chapters ago is like you always check doors and corners and now he's like we should just open up all these doors let's do it yeah I mean to to Miller's so to Miller's credit it's while that he does this he kind of like warns Holden like yeah this probably isn't a good idea uh, uh, but it'd be, I, it'd be cool what if Can we did imagine? it <laughs> unless look yeah, at all these, <laughs> all these doors what's what if, in there what if we just opened all these doors yeah, it's uh, so it's funny that Holden or Miller admits that, um, and maybe it's like appealing to Holden's I don't know Holdenness. Um, but it seems like from it seems like a bad idea, uh, to do this. Just Manifest in destiny. Oh. in general, but it seems cool. I can see why they were tempted and eventually did it. Uh, so yeah, it's cool stuff. Um, yeah, so. Holden also gets pretty depressed here because he he kind of makes the realization comes full circle and is like, man, I wasn't the chosen one. I'm not I'm not a special person. The protomogul just happened to leech onto me, and because uh, it wants to like do whatever it wants to do, uh, which is big props to him for coming back down to earth and uh, he he did this and realizing this is needed. Yeah, so that's that's nice that Holden has finally realized he's just a, a tool basically as well. Um, the Holden's brain trying to recognize Miller in that small space reminds me of like doing VR and getting headaches from like you're like spinning around in VR and your head's like what the fuck we aren't spinning in real life so I can see I can see why that happens um uh yeah and then again Miller explaining why they shouldn't open the doors just seems like it makes too much sense and I am on the board that we shouldn't freaking open these these rings seems like a bad idea it seems fun also, Miller I do it. You wouldn't be a legend. <laughs> Miller kind of jokes here. He's like, "Yeah, if you don't do this, everyone's gonna get ripped apart to their atoms," which is kind of funny because because something like this happens in at certain points. Um, nice, which is fun. It's just uh, we are we are going into uncharted territories here. So, Dude. but not yet. Not. Yeah, we got we some shit some to deal with business. here. We, we, got some, we got some absolute business to deal with. Three fractions going at each other. A mutiny, an anti-mutiny coming up. 
So many fractions, I can't even keep track. Too many <laughs> fractions. <laughs> we have one fourth, one third. Hell yeah. Half. All right. It's crazy shit. Uh, chapter 31, Melba. Our girl. I, I think I'm clarifying this as the last Melba chapter. So, wow. Everyone, does everyone it change your... to. Yeah, this does it is change where it changes. Name? This is where it changes. Wow. Yep. It's like everyone. Anakin and Darth Vader, but opposite. R.I.P. R.I.P. Really soak it in, everyone. <laughs> it's going to be. I'm scared. So sad. Um, all right. Melba. Uh, in prison on the behemoth, it's, she says that it seems like it was a veterinary ward at first. So she's in uh, a veterinary ward, a stable for animals that would have needed it originally. Were they on the... Uh, oh, shit. What was that called? was the ship originally the called the Navu um because they were flying for 10,000 years to a far solar system and they were going to need animals to help them <laughs> farm and shit and for food so uh she's in prison in the veterinary ward this is the BMS makeshift prison uh, Ashford is actually in the cell next door and he's like just totally losing it bouncing off the walls she's totally she's totally out of it just like sitting just not moving for for essentially like a days so uh absolutely hours but either way <laughs> uh, at some point she hears a bunch of alarm plaxons and she does feel some gravity underneath her so the it's implied that the drum has been spun up they've done what they needed to do and while time is passing while she's just not moving and just kind of floating slash now being slash laying now I guess she does hear over here Ashford meeting with people she hears words of mutiny and uh, loyalty and shit like that so Ashford does clearly have allies still that are working with him to make a counterplay we don't know what that looks like yet but mm -hmm. there are plans being laid uh, eventually one of the guards brings her a screen to look at and Bull is there talking to him talking to her and he's like, okay, these, this is all the shit that you're accused of, and it seems like you definitely did this. You also have a modified endocrine bundle, which is not a good look for you. Also, it's going, it turns your nervous system to soup, so you really probably don't have that long to live. But either way, Melba just doesn't even, does not react to any of this. Uh, oh, it's Corrin that brought the, uh, the TV thingy. So Corrin's like, I, Bull's like, is she... Is she coherent at all? And Corn's like, it doesn't look like it. And he's like, didn't the doctor say that she was fine? He's like, yeah, but like, I look at her. Nothing. She's like, no, not responding to stimuli type situation. So, uh, Ashford, as Cor after Corn leaves, uh, Ashford overheard this, obviously. And he's like, damn, you have implants? Like, can you break me out? Uh, I'll help you. Well, you can go to series. They can't extra you there. And she almost speaks because she's like, that's fucking dumb. Like, that's wrong. So funny, we have, there's not a lot of, we don't get a lot of extradition laws in the Expanse universe, so it's, she, she knows that you, you absolutely can extradite from the belt, because the belt is, and it makes sense, because the belt's not like an independent nation, so, um, yeah, she's like, that was dumb, so she almost talks, but she doesn't, she just continues to lay, continues to be, uh, but yeah, she kind of just continues thinking and not moving. She thinks about her family, about how her father 
would have been proud of her maybe maybe do we know do we do we think that's true no, i don't really think that's true but wild. Yeah. um yeah she thinks about holden how she was just so close to her goal uh and she also just like damn like i'm pretty fucked up like i i probably should just die so that's kind of what's going through her brain uh and more people then show up at the cell and tilly is there uh and this is where we get the flip to Clarissa from Melba, and uh, it's they they're, they it's kind of like a you know they're showing that she might slowly be returning from Melba mode, uh, which I'll refer to it as from now on. Mm-hmm. And Tilly says that they found her friend, which Claire is. They, Tilly also called her Claire at one point, but Clarissa assumes correctly that they're talking about Ren. Uh, the man who has been soup for a while in her work box. And Clarissa is, is just kind of full on sobbing now. She's like, yeah, yep, I'm uh, yeah, I'm a horrible person, blah, blah, blah. And then Tilly just kind of slowly like goes through like, you left the bomb in the Sungun, you blamed Holden, you killed this guy. And she's like, yes, yeah, yeah, my bad. I did all that stuff. Uh-huh, not ideal. Shouldn't have done it, but I did because I'm crazy. And Tilly's like, all right, um, yeah, this is good. The guard leaves, Tilly stays. Tilly's like, all right, I want you to talk to Anna. And that is the end of our chapter. And Clarissa just, yeah, straight up kind of losing it, which is understandable. She's kind of letting it all out at this point because she seems to be out of her Melba mode, whatever that is or means. So uh yeah we'll get we'll get back to that in a second to kind of discuss that and that's kind of a a hard one to discuss but we'll see well if we have thoughts so uh first off ashford lol he's Mm. just he's just losing it he can't handle it he's fucked he's actually fucked he's so funny uh so funny it's like they could have they didn't really make Sometimes you like make characters make hard choices. Like maybe Ashford isn't totally evil, but he's doing the wrong things. But Ashford is totally just incompetent and evil. Like at this point, like he doesn't understand. Yeah, he sucks. He doesn't understand anything. So like it's very easy to side with Bull and Michio Pa. <laughs> like there's just no debate about who is correct in these situations. So uh, very black and white uh, there. Uh, so Melba. Um, Melba is now Clarissa again. We're back, the baby. Book. Uh, the Clarissa Redemption Tour? Question mark. Uh, I well, Clarissa I mean... is able to kind of like snap, or, or Tilly is kind of able to snap Clarissa out uh, of Melba mode. I think just by, I, I think just by, I don't know, some sort of recognition about like, oh yeah, I used to be Clarissa type situation. I, I'm not really sure. She's just kind of. The, the in the the inner monologue going through closer is like all right i didn't accomplish my goal of just murdering holden and all those people so i don't really care anymore i'm not really sure they kind of mentioned that she doesn't care about this anymore i'm not really sure what that means like uh, does that just mean that she's given up she's like all right i tried and i failed mm-hmm. moving on i guess or is she or is something else happening here i'm not i'm not totally sure i don't know if you interpreted it any differently than that but yeah, Clarissa's like, I don't think I'm forgivable. And do do we think that? Do we, I don't know. Do we, what do you think? She just murdered a 
billion people. I don't know. She's murdered lots of people. She's done a lot of bad things. Is she? Yeah, gets away with a lot here. Tried to murder Naomi. Um, and we like Naomi, so that makes we, it even worse. We like Naomi. <laughs> we didn't like all those people on that UN ship she blew up. Yeah, we didn't it's, care about uh, them. If you don't know them, then are they even people? They're just numbers. That's a joke, That's a joke everyone. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's so yeah, kind of wild. The, 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 the Clarissa Redemption Tour is starting. I, I don't know. It, it seems clear already. This is the very first chapter that this is happening. It seems clear that they want us to be on the Clarissa redemption mode. Yes. And that seems like... A, uh, it just seems a little weird at, this, at the time. I'm not sure. Like, I can see it down the line being like, all right, we're now going to jump on the Clarissa redemption train. But I... I mean, this shit all just happened. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It yeah, seems weird to be immediately being weird, like, oh, okay. Mel was come. Mel was back. She she did bad things, but like a two minutes ago. Even if but, it did just happen, I mean, so and we get. Uh, she still does bad things. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's weird. It's weird. I don't even really know how to. I don't know. I I maybe should have thought about this more. I don't. I don't have thoughts because it's just a confusing like in a normal in a normal like I and I actually don't even know if I remember what happens to Melba after this. Does she go goes to jail? To jail. Or she goes she to, jail. go to jail. Okay. That's good. Yeah, um, it kind of makes sense because so so what basically happens, we don't see her again for well obviously another two books. A while, yeah. Um and then does she does some things there. So it like but it's still, and to be fair, the characters, besides a certain one, react kind of how you think you would. Um, yeah. But yep. uh, still, yeah, still weird that she's, I mean, and, and then, at, yeah, she 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 has a redemption arc. I don't think that's, like, very spoilery that, to say. Right. We know that she does. Um, I know that she does. I don't know what it's like, but, like, it's clear that, like, and it's, it's immediately apparent that that full... is the case when you read this chapter, right? She eventually, yeah, it's very like weird. She, she eventually is fully, oh. basically forgiven, which is wild. Yeah. Um, but you know, enough time and enough good things. I don't know. I guess. And there's a lot of other shit going on. Yeah, right? clearly, I think that's a lot of distractions. That's really is, the main thing. It, yeah. Unfortunately, as much as it shouldn't play into it, like we know what happens right after this book. And the like the new opportunities that that opens up, and so people just aren't focused on the shit that happened during True. this during this yeah. ring crisis, um, which is relatively a short period of time uh, compared to, I guess. I mean, she's kind of committed some atrocities in a relatively short amount of time. Sadness, um, and it's really only known to not that many people, so. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. That, it's just weird to me that we're immediately like, oh, the the vibe is clearly like we need to be siding with Melba. It's like, uh, do we already? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that right now. Yeah, too soon, man. Hmm. Too soon. But yeah, it's uh, you know, forgive and forget, right? And I, I, I still Melba's dope in this book. Like she, 
is unhinged. She's like a she's a relatively three dimensional character, kind of. <laughs> she's not. Hmm. I was worried in this book about people. She's because of she's kind. Yes, right. Like she, you, she's definitely like a real sense of danger in this book. Uh, for most of it, yeah, and she is brutal. She see, she is humanized at certain points, relatively. Like we do see the bits of her that are normal, but yeah, it's definitely Kylo Ren here. But uh... <laughs> Kylo, yeah, fucking yes, Kylo. This is the classic. Yeah, he comes back and rides Skywalker. We're supposed to like, oh Dude. god, I love it. He's just an absolute mass murderer. <laughs> He's we forgive best. you. We forget. <laughs> we <laughs> we love you, Kylo. We love you. Amazing. Uh, great, great. Well, we want to go to Anna. I feel like I didn't have anything to say about that, but I I feel like I have a lot of thoughts, but also no thoughts at the same time. If that story makes sense. of my life, story of my life, man. Well, we get to Anna, and this is uh. This is weird. I didn't remember this chapter at all in my uh, when I reread this, which is fine. Um, it doesn't really do much except to give a little bit more insight and about Anna, maybe a little character development, and then we get to see Tilly there at the end. This could have been a one sentence chapter, in my opinion. Um, but we do get some interesting thoughts. So, Anna has been taken into care on the behemoth. Um, she is basically pretty much fully recovered. She said it's a good sign when they start prioritizing other people over you in the medical bay. That means your injuries aren't that good or aren't that bad. There you go. Hmm. Uh, so that's fun. She's able to walk around, move around. She ends up, uh, Hector Cortez comes to visit her, which is another uh, religious dude that was on the... I forget the name of the ship now, but the UN ship with her before. Um, so Hector's like, yeah, all these clergy people died. Um, Anna specifically asked about the guy who was like hanging out of his crash couch. And he's like, well, he's not dead, but he's in a, basically a medical coma and probably going to die. Uh, to which is pretty sad for, for Anna to think about. Um, but then he's like, yeah, we got to... We got to make sure we voice a regret for what happened here. This is God punishing us for trying to go too far into the unknown. Which is wild. And then he uses, he specifically uses the language, the devil is here, which is, which is funny um, to me. Yeah, Cortez immediately, I, when he like went into that, I was like, damn, like my man took this in a wild direction. Like I, I also like didn't really remember the exact reasonings for how the end of this book like comes yeah. about. And this happens, I'm like, oh, right, fuck. So this like, is basically this, setting this that. Lost his, he lost his mind, basically. Like, yeah, this is a bunch of people who lost their mind coming together, too. Try to fuck this, everyone, which, which is just wild. this ring tragedy just broke this, this man's it's brain. It's him like, trying to explain what it. happened here, which is, I can he's, kind he's of... Coping. He's coping. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's smoking the copium right now. Oh, in man. In the form of... I loved it. I loved this. I was like, fuck, like... Yeah. I can see this happening. Like you can see this happening. Oh, yeah, you do see it happening. You see people use these types of reasons to just commit further atrocities to, yeah, to, you know, I don't know, to try and prevent things that may or may not 
be happening. It's a I, little weird, but Anna is immediately recognizes this is crazy. She's like, oh, like, this is a bad mindset. <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, what are you talking about? We came here to help people, and then like something happened beyond our control. This isn't the devil is not trying to kill us. Like, I don't know what you're doing, dude. God is punishing us, my man. Um, so yeah, the little concerning. We Anna's concerned. I'm concerned. We're all concerned now. But uh, later she goes meets with Chris, which is one of the Marines um, from her clergy before. Uh, we learn that Chris, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at this, but he, during the, the slow, the extra slow zone happening, he got like pinned, like pinned between this door and apparently another part of the station that was compromised. Um which cut off his arm and leg, but held the door open so that other people who were in that part of the ship that was basically compromised and they would have died if they were stuck in there um, could get out. So he basically saved a bunch of people with his body, not on purpose, um, by just being stuck in a door, which is kind of funny to think about. That, and uh, then they give him a medal. It, remind, it reminds me of the uh, that office meme of Michael Scott getting like the award, looking like, what the hell is going on here? And they're like... Uh, you waking up at or going to bed at 6 a.m. and your dad congratulating for being up early. That meme. Um, this is him. It's like you getting stuck in a door, unconscious, <laughs> getting the <clears throat> essentially presidential medal of honor here, well, uh, which is hilarious. And they have this little talk about like what what like heroic actions are of because uh, Anna's like, well, I didn't really. I was out of my mind on drugs. Like, I shouldn't have done that shit. <laughs> but he's like, well, that's kind of what being a hero is, is, is uh, doing shit you would normally do if you were actually thinking about it. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, funny. But uh, they have a little nice talk. He talks about one of his lady friends who died as well. And Anna's sad. They're sad thinking about uh, all the people who died, which is always sad. Then Tilly... Our girl comes back around, gives Anna a big hug, lights up a cig, and, and starts going. And Lydia's like, can you believe the Belters just let you smoke in here? This is awesome. Because uh, normally you're not allowed to smoke on ships, which kind of makes sense. Yes. And, and she also talks about the irony of how Belters are, of course, ex- obsessed with the uh, the life support system and the air filters. But they'll just let you smoke on the ships, which is funny. And I agree. That is funny, Tilly. Um to which, and it's funny how Tilly can visibly, Anna's like visibly upset by the smoke and doesn't like being like smoked in front of, but Tilly just like does it. She's like, I'm here to, I'm here to party. Um, but then asks Anna what like a crazy, a crazy request. If you like think about what just happened, she's like, I need you to talk to Clarissa and help her, which is just like, that's why like literally hours ago she tried to kill anna and everyone on the rosinante and now tilly's like yeah we need you to help this lady um to which anna's like i guess i'm going to do this because this is what i do uh but not something i would do or i don't think i would have the capability of doing uh but uh anna's a a better person than i i will say yeah probably most person for the most part probably most of us um and she's gonna try to do it which is good i think probably probably uh funny things uh 
it's it's good that Anna's not like a doesn't go down the crazy train of Mr. Hector Cortez. Else, this would be a very different book. Yeah, um, we we know this about we know this about Anna. We may not have touched on this much, but like it's clear that Anna, like you know, I, you know how like there are some there there's like a clear in my brain. There's yes. like a clear divide between people who are religious, who like, who like fundamentally understand that a bunch of different religions right. in the world like means, means like what, what that indicates yeah, about yeah. religion. And then there's, there's those that fundamentally don't understand that right like literally like, fighting anna, between the different sects of catholic and stuff yes, like exactly yeah. exactly so like anna clearly is in the first half of the latter yeah half. yeah yeah no, not the latter the first half of that yeah which is is nice uh and good also anna has a little inner monologue about uh how she loves the behemoth ship um and just picturing like the it's funny she she, she literally like she's like yeah i thought us having big belief differences between us and the Mormons would be a bigger uh, obstacle, but they're really nice, and I love them. So that was funny. She loves the idealism, yeah, kind of, right? Like she's like, "Damn, this is a fucking wild project, and I love it." Yep, which is also sick. It's good. It's good. Uh, she also has a question of, uh, "Is this really that much different or more dangerous than the people who like just got on a boat to sail to America?" And by I think it's I think it's pretty similar. I have people who have argued the the other way with me on this, but I think it's like really? almost very comparable. As in, it seems it seems more dangerous. What the America or space? Space. space. Yes. Going well, into this ring, going into this ring versus going the across ring, the ocean. I'm not the ring. I meant the the Nauvoo mission uh, in general. Oh, oh yeah, I, still yes. Naboo is way more fucked up than just sailing your fucking boat. Why? Well, we didn't. It was basically the same thing because I didn't know well, literally I know anything. Was, I know it was basically. I the would same argue thing. it's less risky because they actually like they have we have knowledge of of what's over in another star system, whereas they well, don't have any knowledge on what was in America. Okay, from from a. From a like knowing what you're getting into situation, then yes, I think the boat thing is more of like a leap. But just from a, just from like a, which one takes more? Well, I don't know. I, I, I think the boat the thing scale, is more the, unknown. The scale is way different and crazier with the space thing, like to me. Uh, it's. Choosing to go on a ship that and you know you'll never come back to Earth is is wild. That's it's and, pretty they, cool. and they're making the choice actively. The boat guys were probably like, "Yeah, I'll be back in Spain." In a couple I don't of years. think like, they that thought was clearly that. their thing. I don't think they thought that. I think they were like, like the people were going were like, "Yeah, we're well, going to Columbus's a new world." Columbus's deal. I was just learning about this. Columbus's deal with the king and queen of Spain was like, "All right, whatever treasure I find, you'll get." I, yeah, yeah. The, the deal he made was that he got to keep ten percent of it. Like he one hundred percent thought he was going to be back in Spain. Yes, but I think, but then also the people who went to like settle at first were like, like they were like, but, they were but going by to that point, by that point they knew what they were getting into. True, a little bit, not like it totally. It's not like Columbus just going west and like, all right, let's see what we got. Yeah, uh, at that point, it's a little different than the unknown. 
I still think I mean, it was more it unknown than that. I, don't I mean, know. That, the settlers going to uh, different, like the new world, is, is very similar to what we get in book four for sure. It's like the exact same, yeah, same in thing, my brain. Yeah. Which it shouldn't be because that should be also just as crazy as the Naboo thing because the distances traveled are we don't even there's actually know we don't even know how far difference between a generational ship and then just like going to a new place because like you're basically signing up to live the rest of your life on a ship for a greater purpose right that's um, i guess that's my one that's my one thing is that they knew they were never coming back but it's it's still like i, I see the similar similarities but yeah and yeah, with even though it takes like years, if I remember correctly, to get out to Dude. the places that they're going in book four, like yeah. they are, they still know that there is the it's chance a long that they time. can come back, and they can't like, like it's not you're not self sustaining yet. And at first, I was thinking like, oh yeah, that would be way more crazy than the you know going to settle in the United States. But like, I mean, it it, it isn't is because like it seems more foreign but it also wasn't like the people got just destroyed by diseases and shit that they weren't used to like that's exactly what happens in book four basically yeah so it's very similar yeah i think um, it's similar too then when when anna's talking to chris she like says or in her monologues like i almost uh offered to support his treatments even though she has, does not have the money for it um and of course she doesn't have to do this because he's covered by the military uh but mm -hmm. This was like gonna be like a Scott's tots, tots situation here. Like she can't afford to pay for his medical treatments. I don't know what her game plan was, but uh, uh, I feel not good. Like what? You never want to be compared to Scott's tots. Th you never want to be compared to Scott's. <laughs> you never want to. You never want to do a Scott's tots. That is the last. That just is put the her last family in crippling in debt. Oh god! Again, she's just like randomly offering things for her family. That she's not on drugs anymore. She's fucking. She's just fucking up here. It's wild. Um. And, and yeah, I don't know. Offers to help Clarissa, or we basically know she's gonna help. Try to help Clarissa. So uh, that's just we. That seems to make sense. That is Anna. That is who she we is. Know about her. Cool. All right, last chapter here. Thirty-three. Back to bull. Back to bull. That should be uh, a back to bull. That what is that's B, like back to B, monkey. But B. Back to bull. B. Big baller brand. Yeah, that big baller bull. Big bull. Yes. Soon, BMB. Big. Uh, but either way, da, the doctor bull. Bull's doctor's like, all right, you are getting pneumonia. Pneumonia. Uh, so you need to sit up more, even though that we were worried more about the spinal cord stuff. Now we are worried more about the lungs. And Bull's like, well, I, it, it's stuck sitting up. Like, I can't. What do you mean? And Doc's like, all right, you can live without legs. You can't live without lungs. So you got to sit up, you dumbass. Mm -hmm. So he's working on sitting up more. Uh, while he's sitting up, he gets a call from the Hammurabi, the Martian cruiser with Holden. And uh, now that the drum has spun up, the, the Hammurabi, Captain Jaconda thanks them for letting them get their injured and medical personnel on their ship because uh, that's the whole point of spinning the jumps because it makes sense for everyone to put their wounded in gravity. Um, but uh, Chikande still is clear that they will not be transferring Holden because uh, they legally cannot uh, under, you know, whatever Martian military code that they're following. 
there's probably some sort of law that they they can't just like give a prisoner away so that makes sense to me uh even though obviously it is a crazy situation they are following their orders i guess but either way uh he ponders this holden situation a bit more he cannot figure out how to get holden back on the behemoth without earth and mars starting to fight each other uh once again trying to get a hold of holden to you know figure out what's going on and they don't know that he knows that uh melba is really the reason that all of this shit has gone down not holden and he's keeping that close to his chest for now uh but that will eventually come out but yeah either way he's trying to figure out what to do about holden before someone like a martian kills him before earth tries to go take him uh you know before that gets out of hand he basically just wants everything to remain calm and holden may not remain calm not himself but uh everything around him so yeah then after that the nurse uh a nurse comes in lets him know he has some visitors one of them is dr cortez who uh the nurse says potentially wants to like save his soul in some way so after the last chapter, we know that Hector's pretty fucked up right now. So I not really that's kind of an ominous uh kind of an ominous uh sign that he's visiting Bull for some reason because they don't know each other at all. Uh and yes, Sam also is there with as a visitor and they have a present. It's a massive present. Uh Bull's like, I could probably fit Sam in that in that present, whatever it is. And they <laughs> rip off the wrapping paper. I don't really know exactly what why he isn't able to see it, but they rip off whatever that's in, and it is a re- retrofitted lifting mech where Bull will be able to go in it and move himself around using a joystick. Love so, it. like, normally these are lifting mechs like the one Melba was using. Uh, not exactly. Like, Melba's was not a full mech, I believe. It was just upper body. But you use your arms and legs to dictate the movement of the arms of the mech and the legs of the mech. So normally in these mechs, you would use your legs like it would be like the marine suits where you you move your leg a little bit and then there's a bunch of sensors and shit in the machinery attached to you that is like, okay, this is how we're moving the leg. Um, however, what they what Sam's done and their team has done is like make it so that the the mech legs are instead moving bull's legs, yeah, so that he can walk still. So. Pretty cool. Bull will be able to kind of get in there. They get and they kind of get Bull up and in there. Bull's like, I've never, I don't know if I've ever been carried around like this before. It's <laughs> fucking weird, which I can probably understand. That would be weird as an adult. Uh, and yeah, they're kind of just walk. He's just kind of walking around. He's been hacking a lot because uh, sitting up has caused a lot of fluids in his lungs to start moving around. So he's like, damn. He's like coughing up fluids, and but it's good that it's getting out. So he's like, "This is nice that being upright is getting the shit out of there." This is nice. And uh, he eventually walks over to the prisoner ward of the hospital wing, which you know it's not it's it's like a high important individual section uh, that they just want to keep their eyes on. And we get a call from the corner for Sam, and Sam's like, "Oh shit, Naomi, what's up?" And we realize, you know, we learned that Naomi, Alex, and Amos are all here aboard the BMF, and they are recovering. Uh, Amos still knocked out. Alex is, uh, however, alive and alert. Alive. Alex is, Amos is alive. Alex is alert, mm-hmm. though, along with Naomi. And Alex is like, so are we rested? 
Bull's like, no. And I was like, hell yeah. And that's like all the tales. Mm. Which was very funny. Uh, Naomi basically just wants to confirm that Holden is alive. They do say that Bull's like, yes, he's alive, but he's with the Martians. But that, but Naomi's just kind of happy that he's alive at the, at the moment. And uh, there's a little bit more conversation, but Bull basically has a brain blast here. And he's like, all right, Sam, how powerful can we get the comm laser to be? No, no. Sam's like, pretty powerful. Like, we could easily melt through a hole, like, shooting it once. And he's like, how many shots do we have with it before the ship, like, falls apart? She's like, maybe maybe three would probably destroy the ship. <laughs> maybe two. And he's like, all right, Sam, we need you to power up the comm laser as much as possible. Sam's like, nope, I am not going to do that. Uh, and she's like, damn it. Why? <laughs> And she says, well, I got in trouble last time that you did this. So Bull's like, all right, Michio Pa, I need to, we need to get Holden from the BMF. We're going to power up the comm laser. It's going to be like a, it's going to be the only weapon that we're threatening to use. And so they'll have to give him up. We're not actually going to use it, but we're going to use the threat of it to let them give him up. And that's how we're going to get Holden back to the BMF. Nice. So, that's the plan. It's a carry a big speak softly, carry a big stick, carry a big uh, comm laser, carry a big comm laser. They talked about so, this in book one when they first saw it. They're like, that comm laser could blow up a ship. Yep. Great. Crazy. What did they say exactly? It could, didn't they say something about it hitting an asshole somewhere in the solar yeah, system? Yeah, and like blowing, I don't know. They, they, they alluded to this stuff. You could. It's very precise. I said very it in one precise. of the episodes, yeah. And very powerful. Uh, so yeah, uh, Mecha, the, the arrival of Mecha Bull is hype. That's, I don't know, there's not much more to say. He, mo- he literally uses his joystick to like move himself around, so he's got to like go into reverse, do like a, do like a, a U-turn, you know, to, to turn around and stuff. It's great. Um, he also like very... It's it's mentioned later, but he like is very loud when he's moving around. It's like very you know mechanical, and every <laughs> step he makes is very like robotic. So it's fucking just love that shit. It's so great. Um, yeah, the Martians are like we. Uh, it's clear, kind of to me, maybe not totally clear, but knowing where this goes, like the Martians are like we we cannot give you Holden because if we do, then we are breaking Martian military law, and. That isn't saying, you know, Bull's like, all right, Bull finally kind of at the end of the chapter hears what they're saying. He's like, all right, I need them. I need to give them a reason to give them so that they have an out to give me Holden. It's kind of what he finally interprets these these messages as. So that's what the new plan uh, is for. So, yeah, we get confirmation that all the Rossi crew are alive, not necessarily well, but they are alive they're there. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, Bull hopefully getting holding back very shortly. Good stuff. We're doing it. The plans are coming. The plans. Things My are plans. Coming. My boy. Yeah. It's fun. I'm excited. End of our chapters. Well, science. We still, yes. It's crazy. We still just have a lot of chapters left in this book at this there's point. There's a lot of chapters, but we're like really far through the book. We have like we're multiple start pumping false, them out. Multiple false climaxes. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh 
So, do you want to talk about Science Tuesday? Nope. Alright, too bad. Uh, so we had talked about the Rosie, I think, first when we brought it up, but I wanted to go... I want to go deeper, and I thought this... Why not do it now? When we were talking about Inside the Ship. <laughs> One deeper. Uh, and I don't... We didn't do a full Science Tuesday on it, so I this just seems... Seems nice. Seems like what we're doing now. Uh, the Rossi, of course, the Rosinante, used to be the Tachi, as we had stated before. Um, an NCRN Corvette-class light frigate. Uh, so it's basically a fast-moving ship that shoots people. Um, its its name, of course, the Rosinante, which they got from Don Quixote's horse. And it's funny because Rosin means workhorse and Ante means before, so we're no longer. So it basically means no longer a workhorse. Um, take of that what you will. Uh, so basically it's constructed like a building. Um, so if you if you think of the ship like standing straight up, like maybe the, the space station or a rocket or something, and then there's floors on each because when it's under thrust, it basically makes it like a real tower, uh, which is fun. Um, but probably disorienting when you're when you're not in gravity. Um, and we had this little diagram here, which is really cool and fun, of from the Expanse role playing board game of the inside of the Rosinante, which I think is canon, at least to the books. In the in the show, it's it's uh, it's definitely not like this. Definitely different. I think I I read and asked me anything about uh, of when they asked the authors like, is the show like, was it cool seeing the Rosinante in person? And they're like, yeah, kind of. It's not really how we had pictured it in the books or like described in the books but it's still cool uh so i'm going with this is like book only but still fun basically it's 10 floors um you have the base the water storage machine shop on the bottom and cargo bay in the middle on the eighth floor which is the biggest the widest part of the ship um this is where the monster came in this is where uh melba came in this is uh i don't know a lot of things happen here um, then of course we have the medical bay, uh, the galley on the sixth floor. We have the, uh, barracks on the fifth floor, uh, the crew quarters on the third and fourth floor, um, operations on the second floor and flight deck on the first floor. And presumably like ladder system slash elevator going up all the way through the middle. Uh, so it's quite a big ship as I think we mentioned before, normally, you would have it can house up to like twenty, um, maximum capacity of twenty two, but they only they run it normally with four people, which is wild to think about. That seems unsafe, and they actually mention this in later books. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's it's very uh, the Rosinante is very important to the story. It's it's with the crew all the way. This isn't really spoilers to the end. Um, and do some major things like blowing up the Donager. Of course, the Eros incident, they chase it almost to death. Uh, the Ganymede incident, they were there. It's kind of like these. the Rosinante is like R2-D2 and C-3PO. It's just like always there for these things. Um, of course, it was the first to go through the ring and survive. Um, we'll talk about Illus more and then uh, the Free Navy conflict, which will happen later. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, and then some more important things that I don't want to mention because it gets a little too more spoilery. Uh, so yeah, very, very important part. Um, and then some other, some other little fun facts. Apparently the author named 
So they, of course, Holden states that he named the Rosinante after Don Quixote's horse, um, but Ty Fracken, Frac, Frantic, which is uh, one of the writers, um, said he, he did it because one of the the lyrics to a song he likes um, by Rush in the album A Farewell to Kings has the following lyrics, uh, flew into the light of the Deneb. Don't know what that means. It's probably a star. Deneb, it's a it's a river. There you go. Uh, sailed across the Milky Way on the ship, the Rosinante. Wow, that rhymes. Willing Wait, through the galaxies. The Deneb. Did you spell that right? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's spelled right. Oh, well, then it's I, I thought you were trying to say the river that is in Europe, but I, I don't know. I if think that, this must be a star. Let spelled. me that do it. Must... It's a star. It's a star. Deneb star. Yes. The most I distant bright star in the sky. The noob. That's so funny. I was like. Oh, God, that's very funny. Yeah, it's the Tale of the Swan constellation. Um, so, yeah, this is all talking about space. So that's where the writer had gotten the, the idea. Swan. The Swan. I don't know what the Swan constellation is like. So, yes, the Rosinante. Very oh, important part. Noob. You, very you always think of... You cannot think of it. And some people have very... Actually, am I even saying that right? Is it the Danube? I don't know Danube. how to say it. I Danube. think it is the, Dan, the Danube. You have... It's not... Well, it's not... There's like more of a... a Pronunciation? I don't know how, I don't know how I don't to know say how this. To... Who could say? Danube. It's cool. Sorry. Keep going. No, it's, it is sick. it's good. And the show's um, bigger. I think that they can't... The ship like looks like the right size for everyone in the show. I feel like if it was like huge it would i don't know it would look stranger i'm not really sure it's it'd be harder to show i think they do it fine in the show of like yeah. it it just makes sense for how big it's it cozy. is all the actors are like it keeps the actors close by you've got basically i mean there's really there's like a couple main areas there's the the kitchen area which is like the main one yep there's them in their combat seats which is like another main area and then there's like the I can't even picture the car. There's like the the barrack type place. I think they only the... show like the rooms, but yeah. So it makes sense. Makes sense. The galley's nice. It's be fun just hanging out with a crew of your crew of your friends on the Rosinante, just flying through space. That'd be pretty fun. I'm down. It's like a pure, uh, just a sleepover, but forever. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I'm not coming. It's you want to come to a sleepover forever? What I'll just do? You want to just have a sleepover, but for the rest of our lives? No, thank you. Uh, please don't talk to me. <laughs> please stop. Technically, everything's a sleepover. Just on, depending wow. on how broad your Makes you definition think. of a sleepover is. Yeah. Are we all just sleepovers? Wow, crazy. Sad. Sick. All right, employee of the week. I know who my choice is. It's Anna. Ooh, that was not my number one choice. That's my number two choice. What do you think it is, Bull? My number one choice is actually Michio Pa. What? Lame. Because she was the key for backing the coup, and she did it. And good job, everyone. Um, I mean, that's fine. I just feel like uh anna was more badass and safe i mean anna anna was my number two so if we go by rank choice then then she takes the cake all right we're going on did some 
did some good shit. I think it's just Anna's just. She went on a drug fueled. She went on a bender and kicked bender, some butt. Kicked some ass. Will she get it again? I don't know. That's two then, for Anna. Then just then just uh, resolves. She absolves uh, others of their sin after that wild bender. So wow. pretty dope. Pretty dope. Wild. Also tried to ruin her life to pay off someone's medical debt. So, so. that's classic Anna. We've all been there. <laughs> True. <laughs> right. Who do, who got last week? Holden. Hey, oh yeah, you're right. He's kind of the yeah. only one who did stuff. But yeah. Yeah, no one did shit. Yep. Holden discovered Holden ascended to a higher plane. So yeah, that's very deserving. Yeah, I mean, wow. If you become a hive mind, then <laughs> props to you, man. I guess he mind. just like got the memories of a high mind, which is even wilder. But he absorbed. He simply ate the god. Like he simply, yeah. Why do you he got plugged in? I'm surprised ones. his brain yeah. didn't explode. Should have. That would have been a wild. What if? What if Holden's brain explodes? Then it'll be GG. That would be GG for the most part. But so, all right. Are you ready to get out of here? It's been a long. Yeah, run. let's go. Sick. All right. Thank you all for listening. On this fine Thursday. Who knows what actual date it is. <laughs> uh, but you can support the show at the guys who did this on Patreon. And if you have a correction, comment, or question, you can email us at the guys who did this at gmail.com. Yeah, and both those are linked in the description. But the music for this episode was Racing Light by Kilobyte from Night Mode Records. There you go. Hell yeah. We will talk to you in two weeks. We're getting close to the end of book three of The Expanse. Bye.